Hi, everyone. Welcome to Chaos Under Control. My name is Emily Richardson, and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. Before I go any further with season two and today's episode 51, I just want to address that today's episode is geared toward mature adult audiences. It is not intended for children or younger ears to listen to. It's not meant to be something you would play in your car with your family around or in public. So just grab your headphones, sit back, grab a coffee, and just get your chaos under control in a very close personal manner without little ears around. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode. So today, as I said, is episode 51. We are in our who, what, when, where, why, and how series. And today's title is why is your sex life in traffic? Now, my husband and I talked about coming on here and doing an episode for a marriage question and answer episode. And we actually went on Instagram and had people submit their questions. And I got a lot of questions about your sex life when you're married, what happens when it gets dull, how to spice it up, how do you manage it with kids. I got a lot of those questions. And I know I said that he and I would do an episode together for those questions, but he's a very shy person. He's not like me at all. If you've hung around he and I, you can tell how different we are. But he does want to come on here, I think, but I'm just not going to push him until he's ready. He does not like being the center of attention. He doesn't vocalize his opinion on things a lot. So if he's ready at any point, he's welcome to come on here and we will record an episode. But if not, I will just get those questions that people submitted to us and I'll discuss them with him and I will write down both his answers and mine and just kind of do an episode on my own. But for today, I've pulled some of those questions out to help me kind of form this episode today that I feel like will benefit a lot of people. So if you're like me and you're quarantined in the house for a while, I feel like this is a very good episode to hear because it just kind of takes your mind off everything going on in the world. And for some people, it might be beneficial because sex might be a huge topic right now since you don't have much else to do in the house. So also, if you're my parents, don't listen to this episode. It's weird. I know y'all like to support me and my endeavors, and that's fantastic, but today is not the day to support. It's just weird. So just want to throw that out there. But we're talking about why is your sex life in traffic? So what I mean when I say in traffic is like it's at a standstill. It's boring. It's unwanted. The feelings that you have when you're in a traffic jam on the interstate, when you're running late, all those emotions Is that what it feels like right now for your sex life? And if so, just know that's normal. It's normal for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons and all different walks of life. It's very normal. So don't think that your relationship's falling apart or you're weird or whatever. It's not that. But I have formulated a list of reasons why this may be happening and a list of reasons on how to fix each reason that I've listed. So I'm going to dive right in. I think I have eight or nine reasons why this is happening. And then, of course, each reason has a a way to fix it. So I have a good list here for you, but we're just going to go ahead and get started. So reason one why this might be happening to you, why your sex life is at a standstill, is because sex gets really expected and routine after a while. When you're married, it's just something that you expect yourselves to do. You're married. You're supposed to have sex. You're supposed to sleep in the same bed, cook dinner, eat dinner together. It becomes part of the label of marriage, so it loses its intimacy and its excitement because it's just part of the schedule. Sometimes it feels that way, but how you can fix that 
is be super spontaneous and suspenseful. Send your spouse a text message while they're at work during this coronavirus chaos and say, hey, I know you're stressed out, but let me tell you something. If you think you're sweating at work, just wait till you get home tonight with a winky face and leave it at that. I would probably never send my spouse that just because, I don't know, I just wouldn't. But I feel like I flirt with him in different ways and I say say funny things like, hey, it's really hot outside. And he'd say, I know. And I'd say, but you're hotter. I'm really cheesy. So I guess maybe I would say that. I don't know. That's not what's important. But just send your spouse a text. And even if it's out of your comfort zone, just do it. I may end up doing that just to see how it goes. And just let them know like, hey, when you get home, it's going down. So be ready, okay? (laughs) So step out of your comfort zone and do that. They will appreciate it. It will make their workday a lot better, I assure you. Also, another reason why your sex life seems like it's going downhill. Work, as I said, and life distractions. When you work, you're busy, you're tired, you're exhausted. Life distractions, if you are affiliated with a church group and you have choir practice and then you have to go to this athletic practice and this and that, you have a lot of commitments outside of your household. And so it gets very overwhelming trying to find time to clean the house, cook dinner, do laundry, get everybody showered and ready for bed and still have enough energy at the end of all of that, at the end of the day, to invest in you and your spouse. So it's really easy for us to put that on the back burner because life can take over. But one way to fix that, set specific work hours and set specific you time. So I know a lot of people have done this and I've kind of tried to implement this in my relationship. My husband does a lot of work from home and I'm a stay at home mom. So I don't really struggle with that. But I do my podcast for my job as well as I do a lot of work for my other friends to kind of help them with their jobs. They run businesses from home and I help them out. And I get into the routine of where by the time I get time to sit down after cleaning the house and taking care of Stetson and cooking and grocery shopping that I end up working on my podcast and episodes and helping my friends until nine o'clock at night. And then I take a shower and we go to bed. That's not how it can be. And my husband does that too. He'll go to work, come home, type up PT plans for the next day, type up all their plans for the week. And we're both done with work at nine o'clock We shower, we lay down, we go to sleep, and we haven't invested in each other. So we need to make sure, as well as a bunch of other couples, that once you get home, if you must work from home, it needs to be cut off at a certain time to allow you and your spouse to have at least 30 minutes, if not an hour, of undivided attention, no phones, no nothing, just you and your spouse. You have to put in that effort. You have to, because you and your spouse are the glue of your family. And if you two aren't on the same page, nothing will run smoothly. Don't forget that. So that brings me to my next point. Another reason why things are failing is kids. Your kids take up so much of your attention and your time and your effort. And by the time you've worked and cleaned the house and grocery shopped and taken the kids to this practice and that practice and school and picked them up, you're just exhausted. And then if one of your kids is home this week because they're sick with the flu and then You still have to work and get stuff done. You're just overwhelmed. But the thing about it is you can call your parents if they live close by or your spouse's parents or a babysitter and say, hey, I need you to come stay with Billy Bob this weekend. We're going to go away for the weekend, get a hotel and relax. Or tell tell the baby's grandparents, hey, come get him. Take him to your house for the weekend. We just need to get housework done and just have time with undivided distractions to be able to get stuff done that we need to get done and just have that time with each other. It can be frustrating trying to find a babysitter or ask people to help you out, but ask for that help. Your marriage needs that help and you need that break. 
So that's definitely important. Next point as to reasons why this is happening is change of appearance. This was huge for me. After I had my son, a few months later, I realized that the baby weight was not just going to melt off of me. It does for a lot of people, and for other people, it does not. You never know how it's going to do for you. For me, the baby weight was very comfortable where it was at, and so it just hung around. And so I did not like the way that I looked, and I was dealing with postpartum depression, and my husband was really trying to make me feel beautiful, and I just thought he was being sarcastic and dishonest, and I hated it. When in reality... You know, this is a touchy subject because it's different for everyone, but whether it's you've had a baby or you're on a new medication or you have thyroid problems or you've had surgery and you've just kind of gained weight or kind of let your body go or you're dealing with depression and so your body image isn't the main priority, once you realize that your body's changed and you're not satisfied, it's very hard to take compliments, to feel confident to want to be able to be comfortable naked in front of the person that you love and want them to find you attractive. That's very hard. And I struggled with that so hard. And I still do some days. But I finally got to the point where, this is kind of along with the list I have of how to fix this. I kind of got to the point where I told myself, you know, the best thing I can do is just do the best that I can. That's the best thing I can do. My husband is not a shallow person. He's not a person that would look at me after giving birth to his child and say, wow, your body's ratchet, girl. You need to do better or you need to go. He would not say that to me because he knew I was struggling. He knew that I felt bad about how I looked. And as my spouse, he did his part and boosted me up. Even when I didn't believe him and I didn't agree with what he was saying when he'd call me beautiful, he still did his part. And so I said, you know what? I've got to do my part. I can't just hide from being naked around him. I can't just be uncomfortable. There's no sense. So here's what I did. Before it would go down in the sheets, however you call that, I would put on some perfume. I'd get my favorite perfume. It's a Ralph Lauren perfume. I'd do a little squirt on my wrist, a little squirt on my neck, kind of near my ear, just to kind of make me smell good. It's a perfume that he loves. I would wear it back when we used to go out to the bars and have a great time. So it kind of brought that spontaneity factor in. Also, I'd go in there, I'd brush my teeth, make sure I had some fresh breath, comb through my hair maybe, put some lotion on so my skin was really smooth and soft. I'd turn the lights down in our room and turn on the TV, like the music channel. I don't know if y'all have that or like YouTube on your TV and just play like romantic songs that he and I both loved. You can search like country music romance playlist or rap music playlist or music without words playlist, whatever, romantic music without words, whatever. You can search all those playlists. And I would light two candles, the mahogany teakwood, because that's our favorite smell. Just those things. When you do those things that just naturally bring you joy, like those candles. I love those candles. I love that perfume. I love those songs that we're playing. When all of those things bring you joy, sooner or later, you're going to give in and you're going to feel good about yourself for just a minute, even if it's only five minutes. That's fine. And it meant so much to him to see me confident enough in myself and comfortable enough in an environment that I was okay with that set the tone for what I wanted to happen and what he wanted to happen. And it was really a great thing to see me come out of my shell in that moment. So if you're struggling with body image, find things that bring you and your spouse joy and do them. Do it. It's so important. If your spouse loves the color red, put on some red lingerie. If your spouse loves when you wear red lipstick, put on some red lipstick. It might get messy, but whatever. You know what I mean? Just kind of go the extra mile for those little details, and they really mean a lot. Now, back to the list since I kind of went off on a wild goose chase. 
Another reason that things go downhill is that you get too comfortable. This has happened to my spouse and I for sure. I sleep in his t-shirts as my pajamas because I'm fancy and I just put on some underwear, put on his t-shirt and that's what I sleep in more times than not. He will just sleep in his underwear in the bed, nothing fancy. We don't wear like super cute lacy silky pajamas like you see in the movies, like the little pajama gown thing that barely covers your butt. I don't wear any of that. It's like lazy 100% wearing a t-shirt that's NASCAR that's like eight years old. That's how it is. But the problem with that is that it's good that you're that comfortable with your spouse. But when you get to that point of sleeping in lazy clothes, and if you're a stay-at-home mom like me, not brushing your hair throughout the day and wearing those same lazy clothes all day, you just kind of lose that look of yourself like, wow, I'm confident in how I look. I look great today. When you lose that, it reflects into your relationship and the effort that you're not putting in yourself isn't getting put in your relationship either. And I struggle with that. But now, even though I'm a stay at home mom, I still change my clothes every day. So I get out of my pajamas. I put on regular clothes. I'll brush my hair. I will tidy up the house. I make myself transition from bedtime routine to I'm being productive today. So that way that I can put on pajamas when my husband's putting on pajamas after a long work day. And it's like, okay, we're getting ready for bed now. Not I've been in bed all day, it looks like, and I'm very comfortable with this and I'm just not going to put in any effort. Does that make sense? There's a whole way to look at not putting effort in a relationship and being too comfortable, but I'm just going to attack that side of it. So definitely make sure that you're comfortable, but not so comfortable that you just kind of let yourself go with trying to get your spouse's attention, if that makes sense. So one way that you can fix that, that I have on my list that I did not cover just now is if you get too comfortable, like if you're too comfortable laying in bed at night and you're not engaging in one another because you're used to just laying in bed and going to sleep before you lay in bed, tell him to come in the kitchen. Say, Hey, come in the kitchen real quick. I want to show you something. And when, even if he says, what, what is it? Just say, come in here and you'll find out when he gets in there go ahead and get you some in the kitchen. Hey, try a new place. Try it in the dining room. Try it in the laundry room. Be spontaneous about it. Try it somewhere and then say, okay, now we can go to bed. That will rock his world or her world, I'm sure, whoever's listening. That will rock their world bar none. I'm just saying that is and that's something you can do. It's free of charge. It's definitely a game changer. And it just kind of boosts that energy up like, hey, we're still young. We got it. We still got a little life left in us. So definitely try that. We're halfway down the list. Another reason that your sex life is in traffic is because one person always initiates it. Yo, okay, we're getting real personal here because I struggled with this too. When I was very insecure about my body, I never initiated anything like that. And my husband always did. And he'd say like, hey, you're looking good tonight. And I'd just be like, ooh, no, leave me alone. I'm going to bed. And that's a killer on his part because he was trying his best. And he was being genuine to me and being very kind to me. And I just shut him out. And for the longest, I, it was so rude to him. It really was. And I didn't realize it, but it kind of makes them feel like they're doing something wrong when in reality they're not. It's just the fact that you're uncomfortable and you're shutting them out. But if you just surprise them and you initiate it one night, especially if you're not one to do that usually, you are going to blow them out of the water. They're going to be like, what? She is initiating it or he is initiating it? That is crazy. This is amazing. That is the person that I know and love. They're back. It will just be like a whole new fresh start for y'all. It will be incredible. So that's definitely a big help. Also, 
I think it's very important that you should try to initiate it once a week. Only because if you're a busy couple and all you can do is get down and dirty one time a week, that's fine. But make sure that if you're going to do it one time a week, that it counts. So if they always initiate it and you know you're going to do it once a week anyway, why don't you just initiate it? Just to make them, for one, remember that you're still attracted to them. You're not turning them away and just doing it out of pity. But also that not only are you attracted to them, you want to do that with them. You want them in that way. And that means that your relationship is healthy in that way. And it will really really help you over time if you just stop allowing them to be the leader of that time in your relationship. So working our way down the list. Another reason your sex life is in traffic is because outside of sex, there's no romance in your relationship. Again, my husband and I struggled with this because I thought his love language was one thing when it was something else. He thought my love language was one thing when it was something else. So we were really feeding into this one aspect and it wasn't doing anything for either of us. And by the time we got to the bed and he's like, hey, you want to do it? I'm like, no, you don't show me any romance outside of sex and I'm tired of it. Like, I want to feel like I'm loved and important to you. And he said, Emily, I help you wash the dishes. I help you with laundry. I said, that's not love. He's like, but that's what I like. Come to find out he's an acts of service person. If I help him fold his laundry clothes that are military clothes. And if you know military laundry, it never ends. There's so much. They have so many different pieces and clothes. It's ridiculous. So when I help him fold all that, he appreciates that because it's time consuming. When I help him go outside and do yard work, he appreciates that. That's what he likes. That shows him love. I'm not that way. I like for him to do sweet things for me, like write me a sweet note before he goes to work or maybe grab me a Sprite from the gas station because he knows that I love Sprite or Diet Dr. Pepper or maybe tell Stetson, hey, I'm going to give you a bath tonight so your mom can read a book, that sort of thing. That's what I like. And I guess that's kind of acts of service, but it's more so like words of affirmation and doing little things to kind of give me time to myself and show that he's paying attention to little details, if that makes sense. I don't know. My love language is complicated. But nonetheless, washing dishes does not make me feel excited, and he thought it did. So there it is. But we were really confused because we were doing the wrong things, and we thought we were doing the right things, and so we weren't getting anywhere. So I highly encourage you and your spouse to look up the love language quiz on Google. It's free. Do it 100%. Don't second guess your answers. Pick the first answer that you think of and figure out your love language so you can tell them like, hey, when you do this and this, I feel loved. And because I feel loved, I actually want to make love. I don't want to just have sex because it's expected. Do you get what I'm saying? When you actually feel love in your relationship and like Tyler will walk up to me and just kiss me on the forehead randomly, that just makes me melt. But if he just like gave me a high five and said, what's up, bro? That wouldn't really do much for me. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to know what your spouse wants. You have to love them in that way. So that way your sex is reflecting the love that's already there. The love that's on fire. That's on the same page. That's important. So definitely understand that. But last point that I have on this list of reasons why your sex life is in traffic is because it becomes an option. When the rest of the world just has you pulling in this direction and that direction and you're working and you have this commitment, that commitment, kids, you've got to make ends meet, you got to clean the house, you have all this going on. Sex seems like something that's just an option because you're saying, you know, it's not going to pay the bills. I mean, I guess it could, but that's illegal, but it's not going to pay the bills. And it's the one of the last things that gets done at the day usually, and you're just tired. And so you're like, you know what, we'll do it tomorrow. All right, fine, we'll just do it tomorrow. 
you know what, actually don't even worry about it. We'll do it this weekend because you don't have to work the next day. But then your child has a sport on Saturdays. Do you get what I'm saying? So when it becomes an option, it's not something that's focused on. It's not something that's taken seriously and it's not something that is enforced. So you have to make it a priority. That's how you fix it. Like I've said already, pick one night a week if you have to so that you too know that if no other night a week you get a chance to do it, this one night it's going down. It's going down even if you both have to, I mean, lock your doors, put a padlock on it, keep the kids out, put in earphones. It's going down just for 10 minutes, if nothing else. You have to do that to each other because it shows you're fighting for your marriage. When you make it an option and not a priority, it shows that you're not fighting for your spouse and you don't care enough about your relationship to fight for your spouse because you both have needs and you both should need each other and want each other in that way. And when you don't put that as a priority, everything else is going to start becoming an option in your relationship as well. Because what happens is when that becomes an option, then one person will put in a lot of effort in the romance part of the relationship and the other person will say, well, if they don't want to have sex, I'm not going to sit here and put in all this effort now. It's not going to get me anywhere. So then they're going to stop putting in effort in the romance part. And then you're going to become two bros that live in the house that are like roommates that just, you know, share groceries maybe and hang out here and there, go to work separate jobs and then come home and sleep under the same roof. You're going to turn into roommates and then Everything that made your relationship special is going to fall apart. I'm telling you, it is huge. You have to make it a priority. So I know I kind of rambled on with all of that, but that is my list of reasons why and how to fix it. And I have a little challenge for you. This is the last part of this. So here's my challenge. And I know it's going to sound kind of eh, but I will elaborate on it. So my challenge for you, whether you start it now or April 1st, totally up to you. For 30 days, I challenge you to initiate spontaneous romantic sex five signs five times within 30 days. So from in a, within a 30-day period, I challenge you to initiate sex at least five times and not just sex, like spontaneous romantic sex five times in a 30-day period while also doing something for your spouse from their love language five times as well. So you have to restart the energy and the tone. So right now, you and your spouse might just be in a dead spot. It might be to the point where you know that you just hardly have sex anymore. And when you do, it's so boring that by the time you each brush your teeth and you lay down in bed, you're asleep within five minutes because it's just boring. It's just not where you want to be to do that. So I challenge you that if you're at home this weekend and your child's taking a nap or you live at home by yourself, just you and your spouse, whatever it may be, I encourage you during a commercial break to crawl on over there and see what happens. Just crawl on over there and initiate it. Because here's the thing. A lot of people now can pause their show or whatever happens, you can Google the ending. I promise you, you crawling over there and getting it done is a lot more important than the show on TV. Unless, of course, it's like something that's about the coronavirus that you can't hear again. But lucky for us, we have social media, so that's not a worry. But crawl over there or if you're in the bed and you're watching Fear Factor late at night, which is what me and my husband do as we go to sleep, we watch Fear Factor on TV, crawl over there, pause the TV and say, hey, I got to tell you something. And they say, what? Just go after it. Just go after it like a dog with a bone. I'm telling you, they are not going to be mad that you did it. Also, remember, I want you to try that five times in a 30-day period. Here's why. When you restart that energy and you get your relationship out of that funk, you're not just doing it once. 
you're not just doing it twice. You're putting in that effort five different times on five different weeks or days or whatever, however you do that. You're putting in that energy five separate times while also engaging in their love language five times in that month. So my love language, like I said, is if he writes me a sweet note. So let's say that I gave him and myself this challenge. He would write me a sweet note one morning and leave it there. And then next week, he might bring me home flowers from work. And then the next week, he might come home with a bottle of wine that he knows I like. And then the next week, we might sit down to watch a movie and he might choose a movie that he knows I love. Little things like that. When you put in the effort right there and those little details it goes so far. And I'm not saying that after this challenge, you need to do that every single month. Initiate it five times spontaneous. Initiate the five love language acts. You don't have to necessarily do that. But you need to make sure that your life isn't so comfortable with each other that you don't do anything spontaneous ever together. And you don't use their love language to show them that you care about them. You have to do that. It's important. Because I promise you, if you don't do it, someone else will. That is the facts. So make sure that you take your spouse seriously and you love them and you appreciate them enough to put in the effort and show them you're paying attention to them. They're important to you. And even when life gets chaotic, they're still a part of your life for a reason and they're not an option. They are a priority. So if your sex life is in traffic, try this. Get spontaneous with it. Get creative with it. I promise you, you'll never regret putting in effort in your relationship. You may regret a lot of things in life, but you will never regret putting in effort in your relationship to try to keep it fresh and exciting and new. And my husband and I in April will be married three years, so not that long. But still, three years is seems like a long time when he's working like crazy and we have a child and we've moved a lot and a lot's going on. You forget about each other. It's easy to do that. And if we're going to be together from here on out, what better time than now to get it fresh and restarted while it's still new? You know what I mean? So dive into this. Take it seriously. This may sound really weird, but if you try the tip that I give you to do it five times spontaneously over a course of 30 days, as well as the five times you engage in their love language, let me know if it works out for you. I'm very curious. I'm a very curious person. I know that's weird. If you aren't comfortable doing that, don't do it. But I do have a link in my bio on Instagram where you can anonymously tell me if you do it. Just click on the link and you'll see anonymous Dropbox. You can click on that, submit whatever you want it to say, and I'll see that. So please, y'all, take this seriously. Love your spouse. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay home if you can. Y'all have a great day. God bless. And I'll see you next time to get some chaos under control.